The year is 2003. Tom is your first friend on MySpace. 50 Cent costs a dollar on iTunes. The Terminator becomes the Governator. And nobody can find those weapons of mass destruction. T-minus 20. Rewind 20 years with Joe and Matt. Week of 23, November 2003. T-minus 20. The rest is history. Britney, bitch. T-minus 20. You need to nominate two housemates. If you think you're some bitches full of crap, give me a hell yeah. That's hot. Welcome to Jackass. I never really had any respect or liking for dubstep until I needed to source some music to do an intro for this little podcast that we call T-20, where we rewind to this week in history, 20 years ago, way back in 2003. It has been 20 years. You heard it right, and you heard it here. Well, not first, because it's probably been done before. With your host, Joe and Mel. Hello, Mel. It was a surprising music choice. Oh, it's just it's just promo friendly. Dubstep is very promo friendly. I remember when dubstep was a thing. Well, it was a big thing, and you used to hate. Yeah. You used to bitch about it all. I the can't time. stand it. It's horrible I know, stuff. I know. <laughs> what the hell is going on there? You just sounded like a rotary. Yeah, I just I thought my stereo it was broken. Sounded like a '90s rotary I car. My CD then. was, was skipping the first time I did it, and I was like, "Oh, hang on, it's an Felt MP3." Felt like a moon was What's coming over on? to visit for anyway, a second. Anyway, yes, indeed, you're 20. a hoon. Great at a burnout. 23 yes. to 29 November 2003 is where we are. It's where great. we've landed. You're not great at a burnout. You are burnt out. <laughs> it's it's 20 years hey, since we were in our prime. I tinted my windows once. Yeah. That makes me a hoon. Good for you. And the percentage was a little bit more than what was legal. Uh, so I am officially a hoon. Okay. 23 to 29 November 2003. Uh Oh, we had a surprise bush. I was just looking for a warm meal somewhere. (laughs) Thanks for inviting me to dinner. What? Sounds like a wrestling promo. Oh, no, I didn't invite you. (laughs) Like a Stone Cold Steve Austin promo. What? Anyway, (laughs) George Bush goes to pay a visit to some people. Isn't that exciting? Mr. President, I have a very important question for you. What does a former Mr. President do? What does a former president do? That was a that was a Muppet that was hitting the news ah, this time 20 years ago yes. for a very, very worthwhile cause. All right, open your boxes. Open your boxes. One, two, three. Surprise, Bush, and now we're opening boxes. <laughs> That's just too much. This is not the you get a car year. Let me just preface yeah, with that. Okay. Don't get excited. There's no cars. We're not giving away cars. But it is Oprah's favourite things, Susan, and uh, we'll discuss what she gave away this time in what 2003. What Oprah's favourite things were. Yeah, awesome. that's always a big deal, isn't it? It is a very she, big deal. She was an influencer before there were influencers. Yeah. Oh. If Oprah mentioned something, whew. you were, you were, it was rolled gold. Yes. If it fell off Oprah's lips and into your lap, it was probably <laughs> going to be worth something. Yes. I yes. guess. I, uh, I think. Kind of going back to opening boxes. So, anyway, it's also it's, it's, it's there's a lot to be thankful for this week because it is, is it? Thanksgiving, oh, and I'm very yes. thankful to be doing this podcast with you, my wonderful wife. Um, and uh, Thanksgiving is not a thing we do in Australia, right? It's an American mm. uh, thing, but uh, you know, I figure we take on Halloween, we do all these other things. True. Thanksgiving is, I think, a very underrated and underutilized holiday. It's uh, we've done Thanksgiving with some American mm. friends Amazing. here in Australia. So much fun. And it was the best. Mm. It was so, There was no pressure. There was no pressure, you know. And also I think too, Christmas movies I don't like. One of my favourite movies is a Thanksgiving movie. I talked about Christmas movies in the last episode. Yes, Planes, planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, that is like, Thanksgiving because he's Thanksgiving trying to fly film. home in time for, for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And it's a it's a kind of a short holiday before yeah. the big Christmas holiday, but it's just one of those ones where there's no gifts or anything. Mm. You just sit around, you have a big dinner, yeah, and you talk about 
everything that you're grateful for with your family, mm. which depending on your relationship with your family may or may not end well, um, and then you fall into a tryptophan coma from eating too much turkey, turkey and watch yes. football. It's beautiful. You say, though, it's not stressful. Turkey is a stressful meat to perfect. Yeah. Yes. 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 Turkey is a very hard so meat I, to cook. I think if you want to keep your Thanksgiving not stressful, you're going to go the rolled turkey. We just got to heat it up in the oven. Oh, red right? rooster. Just go. You don't, red you don't have just to get do a like. Chook. You don't have to put it on a rotisserie or anything like that. Well, if no. someone gave me chicken and said it's turkey, I'd believe them. You could go no, to it's um, good turkey. go to Woolies and get a bachelor's handbag. <laughs> Go and get the barbecue chicken instead. <laughs> That'd be the way to go. Do you get that where you're at the checkouts? Yep. The self-service checkouts? Yep. And you're standing there and you're scanning your stuff and you're like, oh, my God, someone has just dropped their guts in the freaking self-serve checkout. This is so disrespectful. That's and you turn around and someone's just bought the chicken. It's the barbecue chicken. Every time. Every chip. time someone buys one, I, I just think, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it doesn't make your it mouth does water. Smell it's like, a bit yeah, farty. Yes, it um, is. I love watching all the videos of the people. Turkey, you want to talk about stressful turkey. When they mm. have, and you see these photo, these videos of people, especially on the socials, in the dead of winter over in the United States oh, of America. yeah, it And is. they've got these giant pots, these big vats of boiling oil over a gas burner outdoors. Giant That's how they of, do it. And that well, it's the quickest way to do it is oh. to deep fry the turkey. Oh. So they will take a whole turkey, a, a big turkey. You know how but don't big they put it are? in something for a few days too? Don't oh, you put to it in like brine the, it. Yeah, don't you? Do well, you? you can brine it, yes, That's absolutely. Effort. It makes the meat more moist if you brine a turkey. I effort. cooked a turkey a few years ago. It wasn't much fun <laughs> because it was. I got it and it was too big for the barbecue. I wanted to you put it on the rotisserie. You couldn't fit it on the rotisserie. It was too yeah. heavy. <laughs> it, it, it didn't have the right, right weight rating. It's a heavy bird. The, yeah, it was a heavy bird. But back to the – so I understand okay, sorry, the stress guys. from that level. But these guys are dipping the turkey – like a cold turkey into a vat of boiling oil yeah, over dangerous. a gas burner outside, and I just don't think it ends well. Mm. I think it should be banned. I think it should be banned like Krakenite was banned in Australia. Yeah. But this is the thing. Maybe this for is- one day only Red Rooster could do turkey through the drive-thru. Well, it's America, and they're mm. thankful for their freedom. Mm. So uh, happy good, Thanksgiving, yeah. free people. Please don't set yourselves on fire. And those aren't pillows. So. <laughs> Oh, and then he found out his wife had died at the end. Oh, stop, stop, no. But then it was so lovely because then Del Griffith, the shower curtain salesman, goes and has Thanksgiving dinner with him. Yes, too much. And he wants a f***ing car right f***ing now. (laughs) Sorry, there's a spoiler if you... We're planning on watching planes, trains, and automobiles for the Maybe, first time. You know, you know how we watch um, National Lampoons for Christmas. Yeah. Maybe we should start watching that annually. Family planes. tradition. I'm yeah. down. I Let's love do that movie so much. Yeah. I'm down. Let's do it straight mm. after this. Okay. Sure. Except, oh, I don't want to go through the fourth wall here, but we kind of record a couple of weeks <laughs> earlier. Anyway, that's because we're time poor, and it's Thanksgiving right now. Anyway, we do have a hatch match and dispatch clue for our hatches, matches, and dispatches segment at the very end of the show about births, deaths, and marriages. This is the mother of a celebrity. This is all the clues I'm giving you for the actual clue. Who turns twenty this year? I felt so blessed to be able to be a mother to children from different parts of the world and to learn about their cultures through them and as they grow I've learned so much more and to see them be a family and to see them learn from each other so the what they contribute to each other because they are different and how that's grown each of them um, is such a blessing I'm glad that she's learned about their cultures, mm. but I'd also like to think that she maybe did some research mm. before she adopted. Do you know what I mean? Yes. 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 I'm thankful for the recorder too, P.S. Oh, me too. I mm. think it's fabulous. Anyway, we'll get to that at the end of the show. 
Over to the news now. For the 27th of November is the date that one of the biggest news items of this week. There was a lot of things that happened in the news. There's, I think, like the president of Georgia resigned and all of that sort of stuff. But the big news story, the mm. big, I mean, that was a big news story. Don't get me wrong. Mm. And the intellectuals would be like, I can't believe you're just glossing over that and getting to this. But this is the big news story as far as I'm concerned. And it's a surprise bush. Don't we all love a surprise bush? Well, yes, yeah, surprise Peek-a-boo. bush. Um, and I feel Mother like here. I feel Hi. like um, the bush is coming back gotcha. in just quietly as well. Is I mean, it, or are we all just time poor? <laughs> Not speaking on behalf of anyone else, except for myself. But you know, we're just time poor. I mean, I like a well-maintained bush. <laughs> I like a bit of topiary. As long as there's some maintenance, yes. But yeah. you know, I mean, time I just poor. don't want it everywhere. You'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. That's a surprise bush, isn't it? Was it good for you? Okay. Um, We're talking about President George W. Uh, Bush making a surprise visit to Baghdad. Oh, what? Why? A surprise bush to Baghdad. (laughs) Is that like surprise chef? Or uh, undercover boss. He was well, undercover it, it, it bush. Was, it was Thanksgiving, so he was he was visiting the oh. troops. And the thing with this, bit is of morale, like boosting. This is a bit of a, a big deal. It wasn't announced publicly until after he had left and was on his way back to the states. Because you could imagine the security yeah. required yep. for this. So, but first, you you also need to picture the bad pantomime. So this is how it played out when George Bush arrived in front of the troops at Baghdad International Airport. Now, you've got to think about Baghdad International okay. Airport as We're well. At the airport. Occupied Baghdad. It's yes. not like he's passing through customs and there's people just casually sitting in the in the departure lounge, Taking you know, reading magazines and stuff like that. It's Baghdad mm. International Airport. It's like it's a military facility. Mm. It's been bombed within inches of its life and they've rebuilt the infrastructure so that they can come in and out. Anyway, this is what happened when he arrived. We have a lot to be thankful for today. God bless you for all of your sacrifices. God bless your, uh, your families that are putting up and giving us a source of strength. As I talk to our soldiers, there's nobody more dedicated than you all. You are the heroes. I want to now introduce Ambassador Bremer, and I'd like a, a special welcome for the Governing Council members here that are here for, uh, uh, for you tonight. Ambassador Bremer. Thank you, General, and happy Thanksgiving to all of you. I can't tell you how much those of us on the civilian side appreciate the sacrifices that all of you make, making this place safer for us. Now, General Sanchez, it says here I'm supposed to read the President's Thanksgiving proclamation, but I thought the deal was it was the most senior person who reads it. Is that you, or? Sir, I, I don't know. Maybe well, we'll have to get somebody from I wonder, back. Let's see if we got anybody more senior here who can read the President's uh, Thanksgiving uh, speech. Is there anybody back there who's more senior than us? I was just looking for a warm meal somewhere. Thanks for inviting me to dinner. Uh, General Sanchez, thank you, sir, for your kind invitation and your strong leadership. Ambassador Bremer, thank you for your steadfast belief in freedom and peace. I want to thank the uh, members of the Governing Council who are here. We're pleased you're joining us for uh, one of our nation's great holidays, a chance to give thanks to the Almighty for the many blessings we received. Particularly proud to be with the 1st Armored Division, the 2nd ACR, and the 82nd Airborne. Ura, and look, Behind 
you. Yeah, I know. It's some pretty bad pad of mine. Before we go any further, I need to credit C-SPAN for that. C-SPAN uh, have just the most awesome resources for all of this stuff that you this can find. for probably brought to you by C-SPAN. C-SPAN. Uh, when you need spanning, go C span. When I need my C span, I go for C span. Anyway, um, that so yeah, the pantomime is Ambassador just- Bremer. Get some freaking acting uh, classes because well, that was just tragic. Yeah, and, and Ricardo oh and gosh. Lieutenant General Ricardo Sanchez as well. Uh, pretty bad. It's like, and guess what, kids? <laughs> <laughs> the the NORAD radioed in on Christmas Eve, and guess who was flying past? Santa Claus. It does feel Ooh. like the joke, undercover boss. Yeah, undercover Bush. Yeah. Where's he going to turn up next? Surprise. Woo! Here there I he am. Is. Yeah. Oh, hi. Now, hi. what's I'm this just, draft? I just want um, a meal. It, it, yeah. <laughs> so uh, like, bad. It, it's very cheesy, but it was, I mean, I guess for somebody who was stationed over yeah, there, yeah. you're probably thinking, oh, I don't know what the vibe is back at home. You know, it's been going on for a while now. Uh, are the, do, the, do they care? Do they still care about us? So, do you think it was strategic as well? Because over course. the last few months, we've started to see talk about well, where are these weapons of mass destruction? Yeah. How is Saddam linked yep. to Al Qaeda? Mm. People are starting to doubt what's going on. Do you think this was quite strategic in terms of let's rally the troops, let's give them a boost, and and. Oh, 100%. Yes, indeed. But also, remember last week we were talking about those suicide bombings in Istanbul and, and, and the uh, attack on Western yeah, targets yep. as well. So they're, they're all of that, all of the above, but mm. also the logistics for this as well. Like they have to get him in. He mm. flew in. This is the other thing. He flew in in Air Force One. He didn't want to fly into Baghdad Airport uh, in a military aircraft under the cut. Like he flew in in Air Force One, so he's got oh, the big. That's hardly subtle. The blue, the big <laughs> robin's egg blue plane, and they they had I'm to. Here. But what Hello. they had to do, they had to do a dark takeoff, and then and then so they're flying in with all the lights off, oh and then they did this gosh. spiral landing. Um, in the dark, and they were just using the moonlight to <gasps> to actually land, which is. Phenomenal effort, uh, really cool. Imagine if that and, all and, went. And it was because bad. his aides said, "Don't come in incognito. Like, let's do it in Air Force One, and and like loudly and proudly say that Air Force One and the president is here, which is a pretty big statement mm. unto itself. Mm. Now, but but it's not the first time that a president has visited the troops in a war zone. Like Roosevelt went to the Yalta Conference at the end of World War II. Eisenhower was at the front in the Korean War. He visited there. LBJ went to Vietnam. Uh, Bush Sr. went to Saudi Arabia in the 90s. Britney and of, did it. And, of course, Clinton Pink went did to it. Well, they performed there, didn't they? And Clinton <laughs> went to Bosnia. And, of course, the WWE performed there as well. They did the they did, they did wrestled for the troops and everyone performs <laughs> for the troops. I think it's great. And, you know. Wrestled for the troops. Wrestle for the troops and a surprise bush. I mean, what more could you want? I'm thankful. That's a great night out, isn't it? I tell you what. Wrestle for the troops and surprise bush. Things that I'm thankful for. I am thankful for a surprise bush. (laughs) Now we have to move on to some more serious news. Serious news, but still, I think a very good news story. Mm. In the wake of what was an unfolding crisis. In the early 2000s. And we're talking about the AIDS epidemic. So yeah. AIDS was a big thing in the early 2000s. And I think we spoke in an episode, it was either last year or the year before, so 2001 or 2002, where AIDS was declared a, a massive humanitarian crisis. Yeah, and it's funny how some of these things pop up in pop culture. So Sesame Street had a HIV-positive Muppet by the name of Cammy. That that was featured in the South African version of. Se- I remember Sesame this. Street. I remember when yeah. this happened. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they they appointed Cami, the UN mascot for juvenile AIDS victims. Now, the South African version is uh, Takalani Sesame Street, which is a co-production. She made international news back in September two thousand and two when she was introduced as the world's first HIV positive Muppet. Her name is derived from the word Kamigello, which means acceptance or welcome in Zulu, Sesotho and Setswana, which are obviously the languages of the country. Mr. President, I have a very important question for you. What does a former Mr. President do? 
Well, Cammy, one of the things I do is talk to people about things that are important to them. Mm -hmm. Do you tell everybody that it is okay to hug someone who is HIV positive like me? I sure do, Cammy. <laughs> that makes me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a hug. <laughs> Make a difference. Talk to your children about HIV and AIDS. And this was a, a really important step, I think, because 2003, the global HIV AIDS situation was reaching its deadliest peak. Yeah. So you remember as a kid, obviously, mm. in school, mm-hmm. you, you, everyone was terrified the of Grim it. Reaper but it was campaign. also like the schoolyard kind of talk, oh, AIDS, don't touch someone, they've got AIDS, stay away from it them, you've got AIDS. Actually, now that you say that, I remember because we – I was at a primary school and the mm-hmm. primary school ne- – we were a Catholic primary school and yep. there was a public primary school and we were divided by a footpath. And it was like, yep. don't go over the footpath, they've got AIDS. Yeah, And it was right. an insult, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. used as a very derogatory mm, term. So mm. this is quite groundbreaking, I think. Yeah. I think so too. It, yep. 4.8 million people contracted HIV and 2.75 million died in 2002. So that was one of the worst years of the epidemic. In 2003, one in five adults across southern Africa were living with HIV and AIDS, the highest rate since the beginning of the epidemic. Can you imagine one in five people? One in five. So you go to family Christmas and, like, mm. at least an uncle or an auntie has AIDS. Mm. And this is at a time still where we didn't have the treatments and medications that we do now. No, that's right. To to be able to live with it. It is, and it is still a problem these days, but not as bad as it was back then because they had like, and, and so if you look at the statistics, I think nowadays the amount of new infections has been reduced by almost 60% since the peak, which was 1995 when it was really bad, but it was terrible in South Africa in mm. early 2000s. Mm. Um, and AIDS related deaths have reduced by almost 70% since they peaked in 2004. So it obviously took a while for the deaths to catch up with the infections, but by 2004 they were quite high. But, yes, yeah, 70% is mm. – uh, I mean, that's a, a huge statistic. That's mm. such a difference. And and I think it's got a lot to do with awareness. And I think back to the 80s here in Australia and I remember – do you remember the little girl that was HIV positive and mm. the reaction to that? I think her name was Eve. It was the, yeah. the early 80s. And it's interesting to hear that discussion from the Muppet around, it's okay to give me a hug, it's okay to touch me, yes. you're safe, because I do remember the hysteria around. Oh, like don't go don't go near people. And it it there was a there was a lot around that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. It's like, and that was, there was a massive stigma. And there's yeah, still, yeah. I mean, I, there's not as much of a stigma because people understand that you can live with it. But I think it's it's people understanding their HIV status as well. Mm. So people, you can go on to live a long life with HIV, but your immune system is is not great. Mm. Um, and, and that goes hand in hand with getting the right treatment for it. Yeah. I always think like, man, like, if only, you know, Freddie Mercury knew about that sort of stuff. Yeah. Maybe he'd still be around to yeah. this day, but obviously that's not the case and, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda. But these days people can get like this antiretroviral therapy which suppresses the virus and they do live like long mm. lives. Like there's mm. there's a whole bunch of information for people living with HIV over 50 and the precautions they need to take and stuff. You have a look online and there's a wealth of information about it as long, as long as, and this is the the big kicker, as long as they can access the yeah, treatment. Yeah. And that's probably a lot of what the issue in South Africa is. It's about mm. accessing the treatment. But it's certainly an improvement on that. And I think and good on Sesame Street for addressing it as well, because I imagine at the like early two thousands there was still a lot of fear and stigma at that stage. Yeah. So I imagine they would have copped a lot of backlash yeah. for doing that well, at the time. They break a lot of ground, Sesame yeah. Street. I think they're fantastic. And I think it's great that the UN recognised a Muppet. Yes. Because God knows they've recognised quite a few other Muppets <laughs> in politics that probably didn't deserve to be there. <laughs> Righto, let's talk about some sport. Let's do it. We're going to talk cricket. Yes. Australian Test Cricket Captain Steve Waugh announces his retirement from international cricket. 
Lawrence in the outfield, and it's been taken. So Steve Waugh is gone, but he's gone down trying to score a century. I saw one outside leg stump and couldn't resist and played the slog sweep and top edged it out of the rough, proving that uh, after 168 tests you can still do dumb things. I actually remember him, and you know that I hate cricket. Yeah, hate but this, cricket is so boring. This but is I, back when cricket was good. I have these memories of when I used to go away with my parents to the coast yeah. for a few weeks. Yeah, my uncle would always pop down at some yeah. stage. My uncle would always turn up for a couple of days, he'd watch the cricket, and he'd be like, "Nah, everyone, we've got to watch the cricket." I'm like, oh, mm. You're the visitor. Why do we have to watch the cricket? It's not visitor's pick, mate. Yeah, exactly. But mm. we'd fully get into it. No, because he had the brother. Was it a twin? Mark. Mark Warrior's twin and, brother. And yeah. he, like, we were mad for the, like, I hate cricket, but we would cheer whenever they'd come out. Like, I remember them so well. I don't hate cricket, but I don't watch it anymore. I used to really enjoy cricket, and I particularly enjoyed cricket when Australia was winning. Yes. And they were good at it. <laughs> And Steve Waugh was the best. He was well, he fantastic. was captain ninety seven to two thousand and four. That's right. Yep. Led Australia to fifteen of their record sixteen consecutive Test wins, including yep. the nineteen ninety nine Cricket World Cup. That's right. One of the most successful Test captains in history. Yep. Yep. Mm, pretty yep. amazing. Good stats. Forty one victories and a seventy two percent winning ratio. Them's very good stats. Mm, and he was he was a great man. And I I loved watching cricket back in that day with us him and Glenn McGrath and Shane Warne and Mark yeah, Taylor, Warnie. Ian Healy and yeah, you know like all of those players. Yeah, Booney, David Boone, uh, the, the patron saint of Tasmania. <laughs> I loved cracked him. the half century in. Tinnies on the plane to <laughs> well, well, having a durry, yes, yeah, great. They, they, they were cricketers. They were cricketers, not like these namby pamby sooks that you see these oh, days. Oh, with the hair, with they, the hair, with the hair. They get Ugh. caught cheating in the game and then cry at the press conference. <laughs> I've disappointed my mum and my dad. Well, don't fucking cheat, kid. <laughs> Steve Wall wouldn't do that. Warney took the diuretic, but. That know. wasn't cheating. That's all right. That he, was just a had some water. he just had some water waste. It was a genuine mistake. And every, I think when you, you know, smoking darts and drinking beer and trying to play cricket, everyone, everyone gets a little needs body to conscious. Get rid of their water waste. Exactly. <laughs> you definitely need to get rid of your water waste. Yes. Um, yes but I, look, I actually met Steve Waugh. Did you? How? Yeah. And it was uh, it was really embarrassing for me, actually. It Did wasn't you cry? The best of circumstances. No. Okay. But he was a bit of a bastard to me. <gasps> Really? Yeah. I but but in his defense I actually don't blame him. So at the time of working for the radio station. Yeah. It's the Rally of Canberra. He's oh, he's been yep, brought yep. down as a guest for the Rally of Canberra. Was he driving or was he like an ambassador? No, he was just like a, a guest or an ambassador and they do this big in launch event. Yeah. And they're like um he's he's there and he's quite shy. He's not you know, he he's not much of a talker. I mean, mm. if you talk to him about cricket, he's going to talk. Mm. I um, I went in there extremely ill prepared, extremely. So, ill-prepared. was there an interview booked with him, nah. or were you they told just said, go he's down, standing over there? Go just down, go and chat. Go to down him. with a digital recorder uh, and go and grab Steve War and talk to him. I'd be pissed off if you did that to me. He was pissed off. <laughs> Fair enough. He's just there trying to have a good time, have a few skewies. Yeah. And, I, I and can't, watch some cars I can't go remember, past. I can't remember what I And you I, then interrupt his And head. I'd like to actually formally apologise to you here on the podcast if he's listening. So what did uh, he Mr. do Wall, when you sir, shoved a camera in his face well, unannounced? It wasn't a camera, it was a microphone. What did he do when station. you shoved a microphone in Theater his Theatre of the mind. In his face unannounced. Um, well, I was like, oh, did so swear? Steve Waugh, how are you going? He's like, yeah, good, thank you. And I, I can't remember what the question was. But well, was he some, said, thank you. What's your problem? It was something asinine about... Um, <laughs> I don't know, 
you know, retire, enjoying the rally and watching things and coming to – what brings you to Canberra? What are you going to – are you going to go to the War Memorial? You're going to go to the Hyper D? Do you know what I mean? Like something asinine. Yes. He's like, mate, I'm just here to watch the rally. Like, is that the best you've got? And I'm like – He uh, said that. Is that the best you've got? Yeah. He used those words. Something, something, oh, Devo. I can't recall exactly the conversation. It was something to that effect. Anyway, I whatever quit. I had was unusable and I felt demoralised and embarrassed because here is this person who is an elder statesman of Australian <laughs> cricket that I have watched on TV for days at a time, yeah. many, many a day with my dad, you know, with my friends. <laughs> it's like Stephen War, whoa, 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 what is he good for? Like oh. all of that stuff from the Twelfth Man, all of these things, and I'm and and I'm just like, and mm. it was it was like the Blink One Eighty Two thing all over again. I was completely starstruck, and I was just so ill-equipped to speak to him, and he was incredibly inconvenienced by yeah. me being anywhere near him. I understand and, uh, that. And isn't that typical radio station? It's like, oh, there's someone famous over there. It doesn't matter what they're doing or what they're here for. Go and, go and get a scoop. Yeah. And it doesn't I think, matter. I actually think I might have asked him to do like a, hey, this is Steve Warren. Oh, and you're and listening, you're listening to, to, oh. And he, and, <laughs> and, and, so he tells you, is that all you got? And you go in for the promo. Yeah, yeah. Well, you then, go in for, I'm going to get a freaking promo. I'm going to get a station call sign and a promo out of this guy that asked me if that's the best There I've was got. a lot of pressure on me to go and do that. <laughs> oh, and you know what he no. said to me? He goes, F*** off. Yeah, that's pretty much it. He said, no, I'm not f***ing <laughs> doing that. <sighs> that's a... um painful memory that I really And you know what? I'm not I'm not actually laughing at you because I completely understand because that is that is what you used to get put through. There's someone famous, shove a microphone in their face and get something good. Yeah. Get it and Go bring on, it back. Make them cry. Bring it back. Make get them it. cry. Get the get the sound bite. Doesn't matter what you do, just do it. What yeah. a horrible I actually feel bad for you. You didn't do anything wrong. There's only one industry. I'm on your side. There is only one industry that's worse. And that's the music industry. So let's talk <laughs> about music. All right, let's start with the top five over in the US this week, twenty years ago. Look at that outcast in the charts. A double Two shot times. of outcast back yeah. to back. See, Not I was quite back to back. Imagine getting Steve Ward. Hello, this is Steve Ward. <laughs> and you're listening to Outcast on a Canberra's hit music <laughs> station. <laughs> oh, amazing! I'd mm. pay money to mm. hear that. All right, top five. Let's recap. Beyonce still at number one with Baby Boy. Number two, Stand Up. Luda featuring Shauna. I feel feel we have to apologise to Shauna. Shauna? We have not given Shauna credit for Shauna's role. Oh, she's the one that's just like like that. That is just like that, yes. So well done, Shauna. They're good good just like that. Yep. Hey Ya has moved up to number three this week by Outcast. Holiday Yin, Chingy, Luda, Snoop in at number four. And new entry this week, another Outcast song, The Way You Move. I actually uh, enjoy that song more than Hey Ya. 
I was about to say the yeah, same thing. I really do. I'd and forgotten about that song until I saw it in the top five this and week and went, hang on. Let me tell you, I enjoy the music video for that way more than Hey Ya as well. Oh, is, is that the one with the chicks in the, they're like mechanics? In the garage, yeah. yeah. Just wearing the like the, the white singlets with the, the, the big uh, spanners. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yes, it's very, very uh, titillating. Yeah. <laughs> It's I've, just it's it's just that atypical um, hip hop video, yeah, and it's very yes. well done. It's yes. good, and it's a good song. It's like, a great it's a song. song. I forgot about this song, like I said, until I saw it in the top five this week, and went, I I actually like this more than Hey Ya, and I think it's because Hey Ya is just so oversaturated and was played so yeah. much, and yeah. this one didn't quite get the same kind of airplay. It's got a little bit of Motown in it. It's got yeah. like a horn section, uh, and that's not because band. of the film clip. No, but yes, well, yeah. there's probably a horn section in your pants when you're watching it. That's, that's just too much, really. <laughs> but it's a good song, and it's from – so we spoke about the double CD. There was the mm. Love Below and there was Speaker Box, and Love Below yep. is uh, – Hey Ya and all of Andre 3000. Yep. This one was from Speakerbox, Big Boy, which primarily is that hip-hop sound that he was known for, but he introduced the brass kind uh-huh. of vibe into yep. this particular song. And, yeah, a lot of focus on his rap style and features vocals from Sleepy Brown, who was a collaborator with them on a few different singles. I think the the standout thing for me with Outkast as well is they were not East Coast, West Coast rappers. Yeah, they were kind of neutral, weren't they? I don't weren't they like from like the I South? I think they're South, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, they, and I just love that because it was a completely different style that used a lot of influence from the area that wasn't hip hop as and well. And it's different from – so you had quite a few Southern rappers early 2000s, so Nelly yeah. and Ludacris. And you yeah. think about them and they're like that. Nelly's got the slur kind of sound and yeah. Ludacris is – very distinct in his vocals. But, yeah, for rappers from the South, these guys were very unique and very – they experimented a lot. They're very different, very different. And that's 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 the thing. Like it's They that, took risks. It, there was innovation there. Yeah. They were doing different stuff. And I love that brass, funky sort of stuff yeah. that they put in there. And I love that, you know, on Andre's stuff, he was with Hey Ya and stuff, how they were, he was trying to use more of that pop like that, mm. but not like like – Hip hop, like pop music, mm. and and just messing around with a whole bunch of different stuff, and that's what that's why that album is so great, that double album, because it's so eclectic. Yeah, there's something. Every track is different. Exactly. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, there's a new number. Is there a new number one? No, it's the same number. This we've got the same number one in Australia. It's me against the music. Yes, Britney featuring Madonna. New number one in the UK, however, Westlife with Mandy. Is this, this is a Barry Manilow song. I think it is, yeah. God. Oh, Mandy, will you kiss me and stop me from shaking? And I need you today, oh, Mandy. I think Manilow did it better. Did Bart Simpson sing it about came and you gave me a turkey or something? (sighs) Was there a thing on The Simpsons and he said something, Amanda, you came and you gave me a turkey? Possibly. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I'm just thinking. I mean, it's a Thanksgiving Thanksgiving thing. Maybe I'm just making it up. The song is a turkey. It did make me think of The Simpsons, though, as soon as I heard it. Not Barry Manilow. Of course. <laughs> it's a uh, fourth studio album. It was from Turnaround, theirs. Uh, but, yes, it was a cover of Barry Manilow. But we're going to move. It's such a step down from Outcast. We're going to move. Okay, well, let's step back up. Let's. Let's raise the bar. We're going to right. head over to the German charts now because it has been a while. We still have our listener from Hess and occasionally we have a listener from Berlin. And for a while I thought maybe our listener from Hess has a friend in Berlin and has gone, you got to listen to these Australians. Great show. And then I realised that Berlin was 360 kilometres away from Hess and I thought, well, maybe they're not friends. And then I thought, well, maybe because Berlin's like the Sydney and Hess is like the Canberra, maybe the guy from Hess went to Berlin. I need to to just – And they had a cup of tea. Just put a pin in it for a sec. When I – I moved to Tasmania, right, when I was um, 
sort of preteen, almost mm. a teenager. Mm. And um, we, when we moved to Tasmania, we were like, oh, we lived in New South Wales on yeah. the mainland. Yeah. And I hit you not. Yeah. The question from this person that I, my parents were talking to that I overheard was, did you know Steve when you were in New South Wales? <laughs> and what did your parents say? Did they say yes? No, mate. <laughs> um, and I feel like your talk of Hess and Berlin is reminiscent of that conversation. That conversation. Well, no. It, uh, at first I thought they were friends and okay. then I realised they were 360 kilometres away. But then I thought, well, Hess feels like maybe a bit more rural and Berlin is the city. So maybe you want something a bit more metro. Maybe our, you want some maybe more metro our music. Hess listener went to Berlin for, for like a festival or something was happening in Berlin yeah. and our Hess listener went there and in conversation with someone while they were there went, you got to listen to this T-20. And the Berlin listeners dipped in and out. So I feel like we should play the German number one. That's where I'm going with this. I have no f***ing idea how your mind works sometimes. <laughs> Let's play the German number one this time 20 years ago. It's great. Shick me an angle. Shick me an angle. What but do you think that's called? Is it in like English? Send Me an Angel? Yes. Is it? Is that a yes, cover of Send Me an Angel? Cover, yes. Right I now. I like that. And I love that they say angle because it sounds like angle. <laughs> Shick me an angle. It's like an ad for razors. <laughs> yes. Yeah, anyway. Isn't that so lovely? Shick is, is send. Me yes. is me. Nen is an and angle is angel. Yes. Overground right. is the group. They're a boy band, a Cop German that, boy Duolingo. band. Duolingo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a K, Ken, Mark, and Miko. Yeah. They were on Germany's version of Pop Stars. So and they they're... released a cover of Schickmere and Engel. I really like that. I don't mind it. It's uh, it's very German. It's, yes. it's It actually songs that sound better in, in German. German. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So perhaps if our friend from Hess is listening and our friend from Berlin, could you please message us on the socials and let us know what you thought of this song when it was released back in 2000? And they're like, we will ask the questions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sure. Uh, We've got an album coming out, yeah? We've got lots of albums. Yeah. We'll start with part two. Part two is an album from Lil John and the East Side Boys oh, no. with your favourite go back to Uh We've got an album from Enrique Iglesias called Seven. Not in love, apparently. Hmm, that's a shame. Yes, isn't he with Anna Kornikova at this point? Yeah, that's how that's offensive. You, how could you not be, mate? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm offended on her behalf. I was. She, she spent so much time on my toilet floor. <laughs> what? Well, she was on the cover of every single oh, FHM, FHM magazine. And Ralph. Yeah, yes, yeah. those were the days. Mm-hmm. I don't think those out. I don't think you could put a magazine out like that these days. You don't you? reckon? No. Bull- of course you no. could. No, yes, Aaron, you could. and like the guys sent in photos of their girlfriends half naked. Uh, you couldn't do that. Did they? I'm pretty sure that wasn't there like a girlfriend of the week in one of them? I'm <sighs> sure there was. Maybe. I clearly read too much Ruff and FHM You've from your toilet You read more than I did. I just looked at the pictures. Anyway. <laughs> I was reading it. I was there for the for articles. For the articles, of yes. course. I mean, me too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Missy right. Elliott also had an album released this time 20 years ago. This is not a test. Featuring this classic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, past the Dutch. Well, if that's not a test, I just failed it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> past the Dutch. What could that be about? I have no idea. Speculars? Yes. Clogs? Croquettes? Oh, windmills? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Plenty of options. Of course. Uh, and then uh, the dirty versions. Uh, sorry, the dirty. The dirty, dirty versions, which was a remix of Nelly's stuff. All right. Yeah. I shit. E40. Let me breathe on your man. Let me speak up on your man. Let me teach you something about this game. Let me show you how to swing and push pedal that candy. Cane on the turf for the law can't stand me. Pushing that candy. Drinking that brandy. Living that turf like me and my family. Pimp trying to make it out out of 15 cents. Posted on the corner on the block getting bad. Getting bad. Folks, we own one. Oh, one. Don't be tripping off that. Nothing. Nothing. Players about to be something. Something. My music and beat be something. Where the Louis at, man? Where the Louis the 13th? He's 40 and a lunatic's off the drink. Looking for the chickens in the hot pink. I'm so thrown, I need to shrink. I'm so thrown, throwing up in the sink. Right back up with the bunnies and him. Getting that honey with the pussy. Wow, slow down, man. Mm, that's the remix of Country Grammar. Of really? This. That's completely different. That's somebody else entirely. Well, he just got a rapper, and then after that it goes back into the regular song. Right, okay. I think E-40 maybe was the guy E-40. Rapping? E-40, I think. There right. was an E and there was cool. some numbers. I'm going to say. Is that, I'm gonna, many, is, that gonna many, that. is that how many pills he took before he started rapping? Because <laughs> so it sounded was, like he's taken about 40 easy. It's called the reinvention. It was Nelly's remix album. Uh he only had one album at this point, or maybe two. Did he? I mean, he's oh, no, two. Two albums, but yeah. then he's already doing some remixes. Well, good for him. He's good very him. popular. Strike while the iron is hot. Now. Yeah, good yeah. advice. Yes. Yeah. What do we got? There's some music news as well this week. Yes. I'm reaching out to you for a lot of things. Maybe I could take the lead here. Why don't you tell us about so the music in news, music yes. news on the 29th of November? The, uh, we were talking about the AIDS epidemic mm. before, and Nelson mm-hmm. Mandela was very active with this. So on November 29, the first of Nelson Mandela's four triple six four AIDS benefit concerts was held at Greenpoint Stadium in Cape Town. Now, 4664 was actually 664664. Anyway, that number was Nelson Mandela's prison number. Yes. Yes. Here is him talking at the concert. 46664 is a vital campaign to help her fight a tragedy of unprecedented proportions that is claiming more lives than the sum total of all wars, famines, and floods. AIDS is no longer just a disease. It is a human rights issue. It affects the people of all ages, but particularly young people. For the sake of all of them and our future, we must act and act now. It was a human rights issue at this stage. Mm. He must have said that before because I could hear somebody in the crowd when he said AIDS is yeah, not just it, it's a human rights yeah. issue. So they're obviously yeah. fans of Nelson and they're uh, singing along at the concert. Um, a huge lineup mm. Bono, mm-hmm. Beyonce, Queen, mm. like to name just a few. A very big lineup. And I think two billion people tuned in. Yeah. Yeah. And it raised money, obviously, to, to fight AIDS, particularly in Africa. Which was uh, where, I mean, that was where the help was absolutely mm. needed. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you cannot understate how bad AIDS was in Africa in yeah. 2003. And it was going to be a little while before it got any better. <laughs> Over to the box office now. We'll start with the US number one movie this week, 20 years ago, Cat in the Hat. Somewhere over the horizon, in a place unlike any other. Hi, Mrs. Kwan. Hi. I'll be back in a couple of hours. Conrad and Sally Walden were inside listening to a few rules from their mother. No video games, no fighting, no answering the phone, city morgue, and absolutely no one sets foot in the living room or else. But today, while she's away, someone special will show them how to play. Who are you? Who? Me? 
why I'm the cat in the hat. Oh. Mm. I like Dr. Zeus books. I think they're mm. a lot of fun. I mm-hmm. love reading them to my child. I do not like Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> no, I one do does. not like them in a <laughs> No, I don't like Dr. Zeus movies. I it's, just He looked creepy. That's my problem. Yeah, that was, it my, was Mike Myers. It was like a live action version, but it just looked creepy. Because he was, was half human, half cat. Yes, horrible. Yes, yeah, absolutely so he, horrible. Like, and if that turned up to me as a kid, I'd just no, I'd have nightmares too yeah, much. He'd cough up furballs and then start licking his <laughs> hole. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> it's very strange. Yes. Um. So I, I'm, I just don't. The live action Doctor Zeus films just don't really. If it was a cartoon, the Grinch, no problem. The Grinch maybe was okay because it was no. kind of true to the source material. No. This no. Anyway, it's Mike Myers played the Cat in the Hat. He goes to the house of Sally, who's played by Dakota Fanning, and her brother Conrad, who's played by Spencer Breslin, and their mother Kelly Preston, John Travolta's. wife. I was going to say yes. I think actually Mike Myers as the Cat in the Hat kind of looked a bit like John Travolta. <laughs> Plot and twist. that, that I can't, I can't unsee that in my mind now. Their pet fish uh, doesn't like the cat, and that well, doesn't stop that's the not cat surprising. from trying to have fun, no matter how much stuff he ruins. Ten percent from critics. Critics, and one of the critics said, "Filled with double entendres and potty humour, this cat falls flat." Yeah, like, yeah, mm. I do not like the cat in the hat. The cat I, in the hat falls flat. He shat on a mat. Anyway, uh, number one in Australia. But audiences loved it, 58%. Oh, yeah, sorry, 58%. Idiots. Well, they, they Why? sort of loved it. Average audiences loved it. <laughs> Probably wasn't much else out School of Rock. Of School of Rock was still out in Australia. That was number wow, one. Wow, we clearly had much better taste. Of course we did. <laughs> uh, let's go to TV. <laughs> Does that bring back memories? I do. Yes, it's a sitcom. You can tell by the canned laughter. But that was um, Just Shoot Me. It was. Yeah. It ended on the 26th of November 2003. That was a good show. Mm. I liked that show. Me too. And I, I, get, I get that confused with news radio because I think they were kind of similar, not, not in terms of the topic because this one's based on a magazine. News radio was obviously radio. Mm. But it was kind of a similar style, similar – Casting, I feel. Oh, I wonder similar writing. I'm actually. Mm. We probably should have done some more research. I'm wondering if the writers were were the same mm. for that. But potentially, uh, I love this news radio about a radio station. Just shoot me about a fashion magazine fashion, called Blush. Fashion, darling. Yeah. and it was supposed to be, I guess, the equivalent of Vogue. Yes, at the time, mm-hmm. and it's was basically about the staff members at the magazine, including Jack Gallo, the yes. owner and publisher, his daughter Maya, a writer for the magazine, Secretary Finch, who was David Spade. Was this yeah. David Spade's big kind of break? I, f- I feel like he was really yes. popular after this show. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, he'd done some movies and he'd been on Saturday Night Live, but this was David Spade doing classic David Spade mm. where he's like the geeky guy that was yeah. always trying to crack onto the models. Double on the entendre. Lots yes. of double entendres. Better than the Cat and Hats ones. Though. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then former model, fashion correspondent, Nina, Wendy Malik. She, she was, was fantastic excellent. in this funny. show. Yeah, yes. It was a very funny show. And Elliot, the photographer. Remember oh, him? Yeah. yeah. What else was he in? Oh, I can't, can't remember. remember. <laughs> but he was funny. Anyway. A very good show and... Sorry, it ended this time 20 years it ago. Was, it's been a long time. It, it started in the 90s, though. It ran for a while. I was going to say, I haven't even thought of that show in mm. the longest time. And I, But all of the characters, as soon as I think about it, I picture Mayor, I picture Nina, Finch. It all, yeah, I can see them all very clearly. Elliot. Great show. Very, he was very sensitive, Elliot. Yeah, yes. that's right. <sighs> so old. Uh, what else have we got? <laughs> A very exciting time for the audience of the Oprah Winfrey show on the 24th of November. It was her annual Favourite Things episode. Oh, we love Favourite Things when Oprah does them because it means that she's endorsing heaps of stuff and lots (laughs) of other businesses Mm. are going to make lots and lots of money 
out of the fact that Oprah has endorsed them. Oh, I can hear what you're doing there. Is this like really? a is this like a lounge version of favorite things? Yeah. Is this what I'd hear over oh, from that's cocktails good. at Trinity that's Bar? Because I had tacos for Tied lunch. I thought you were hearing strings. something else then for a second. <laughs> yes. So many of my favorite things. 2003 edition. She gave away 1.5 million dollars worth of high tech gadgets, is food, that, and clothes. So hang on. That's total. Is, is that total is that just value. for people that are in the audience? Yeah. So she does a yeah. favorite thing, and they don't know. I think I think now that people are aware of it, you. Well, she doesn't do it anymore. It's like a she? ballot. I think yeah. it became almost like a ballot that so you like get in her lotto. audience. It's like winning the lottery. I'm sure there was something. To, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So what they took away in 2003 was a goodie bag worth just under five thousand dollars. That's pretty good for showing up and having to watch Have her. Do you know what people got? Any ideas? Yes, I do. Oh, great. Can you Because I've tell got us? the list in front of Fantastic. me right here. That's A handy. Sony DCR DVD 200 Handycam valued at $999. Handycam? Uh huh. You don't hear of Handycams anymore. Yes. A great. Nike workout suit valued at $130. <laughs> All right. These are a few of my favorite things. A Food Saver VAC 800 by Tilia Inc. Valued at $129. I want one of those. I know you do. Yeah, I You've been to... crapping on about that I, for at least 2.5 years. I hate freezing Aldi has meat. one. Aldi really? has one in the special buys this week. So Is get it your valued ass... at $129? No, it's like freaking 30 bucks. Get oh, down that's to Aldi. I'm down there. Good Middle difference. row. Good different. Frontgate's Panasonic portable DVD player. Oh, portable DVD players. Remember when you bought me one? Yeah. Early $2,000? It was $399. So, so you could, romantic. It was so you could do Carmen Electra fit to strip I know, out of the shed. I know, in the shed because you didn't want to yeah. see it. It was so ugly. Did, it's I like, did, take that out to the shed. I did not want to see it until you'd perfected it. <laughs> and then I would go to the to ATM. The- <laughs> Do the big reveal once you've learnt your yes. moves. A BlackBerry wireless email device valued at $399. I'm sorry, but what's an email device? Isn't that a phone? And why is it wireless? It's <laughs> an email device? How am I going to email without the wires? <laughs> well, thanks to BlackBerry, you can with the BlackBerry <laughs> wireless email device valued at $399. And $99. That's expensive. It I'll is. Just, I'd just go, no, I'm going to continue to write letters. What about point. what about a pair of Ugg boots? <laughs> she gave away Uggs. Classic Ugg short boots. Oh. Valued at $110. <laughs> because Uggs were really big early 2000s. Remember that's when they broke into the American yes. market. Brittany, Christina, Pink. Mandy, yes. they're all wearing Uggs with their feel, short, short feel skirts. The, uh, feel the tender caress of shoip <laughs> around your feet <laughs> with Ugg. Yeah, and then if you don't wash them, you get cooties. Mm-hmm. Cambio jeans valued at $150. What sort of jeans do you think Oprah would wear? I'm trying to visualise what cambio Oprah jeans. I don't think they'd be the low-rise boot cut, would they? They won't make your VJJ pain. But my VJJ is paining. What else have we got? A Philip Stein Tesla watch valued at $595. Any relation to the car? No, oh. no, Tesla, T-E-S-L-A-R, mm, Tesla. Mm-hmm. The bogan spelling of Tesla. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mac cosmetic carrying case valued at $125. For your Mac cosmetics. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Mac was big early. It still is, but it, yeah, it became popular early uh, 2000s. Oh, the Oprah magazine. Oh, not to be confused with the porn one that she was suing in 2002. Oh. 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 <laughs> Valued at $15. Oh, and Greenberg smoked turkeys. <laughs> Valued at $3.50 a pound plus shipping. Were the turkeys in the bag or was it a voucher? I hope it was a voucher. I think that they were probably um, vacuum sealed in the Food Saver <laughs> Vac 800 by Tilia Inc. valued at $129. Uh, I, I'm down for some smoked turkey. That's awesome. Oh, it's Thanksgiving, so that makes sense, actually. Yeah. Oprah's favourite things. Love some turkey. She's a woman of impeccable taste. <laughs> Imagine that, though, being in the Oprah audience and you get a DVD player and a handy cam. Yeah. 
And some Uggs. That's great. That's I, a, I wonder if we, if we... But if you put everything together mm. as to what Oprah's favourite things are, mm. does it give you some kind of... Um, Information, insider information about About what her lifestyle is. So she's into making home movies, possibly in a workout workout suit, suit. while vacuum sealing turkey, Turkey. uh, and then playing things back on a portable DVD player. Perhaps emailing emailing stuff wireless to people whilst in her Ugg boots doing the office admin, um, and then, you know, checking out the time on a Tesla watch with a Mac carrying case. It's actually not as sinister as what I thought it would be, which is annoying. We have arrived. We have arrived to the final furlong, the uh, home stretch of the podcast. You just gave me a flashback to intensity what? and the the computer game called Final Furlong oh. where you sat on the mechanical horse yeah. and you raced other people around a horse track. That was always a good time when Damn, you were that was up. good. Yeah. That was such a good game. Yeah. Did you Daytona ever, and Final Furlong. Did you ever get out the whip? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Spank that horse on the butt and you'd go faster. Oh, Amazing. Indeed. We'd, Thank look, you. Look, we, Thank we've, you so we, much. We've only got one thing this week, so let's do this. And this is the mother of somebody who's kind of famous Mm. who turns 20 this year. I felt so blessed to be able to be a mother to children from different parts of the world and to learn about their cultures through them and as they grow. I've learned so much more and to see them be a family and to see them learn from each other. So the what they contribute to each other because they are different and how that's grown each of them um, is such a blessing. Isn't it what? If you said Angelina Jolie, you would be half right. Mm-hmm. And if you said Pax Jolie Pitt, you'd be the full, Fully right. the full Monty right. Full furlong. Yes. Does does Pax come under the banner of Nepo Baby? What do you mean? What's a Nepo Baby? That's that whole thing where all of the children of the Hollywood celebrities mm. are getting advantages because of their parents in life. So who who's the daughter, Cindy Crawford's daughter, the model? What's her uh, name? I can't who's remember. Who's she? Yeah, but. She's I, a Nepo Baby, so she's why? a model because her because mum was she, a model. Well, uh, Is there anything Hayley, wrong with that? Hayley Baldwin, who married Bieber. Yeah. She's a Nepo baby because the the Baldwin dad. Well, I mean, this has been happening since the dawn of time. Yes, I know. But this you has know. just been part of the discussion over the last probably eight months of the Nepo baby. Really? Would Pax be considered a Nepo? Because I don't feel that Pax has used Angelina and that platform to get ahead. Well, Pax I feel like is, Pax just Pax does Pax kept things. a pretty low profile. Yeah. Pax is only 20. Mm. What's Pax done? Um, I think Pax has been – well, Pax was in her movie, one of her recent movies, the one really? with the horns. What was that? Oh, Ma- Maleficent. Yes, I think most of her kids were in that. Well, really? a few of them were, yes. Oh, okay. But I think that's just mum saying, was that just come like, to work. Was that because she was too cheap yeah, for childcare? Yeah, like, well, you know. Pax is in the 20s, so, but it could be quite immature. I don't know. It was uh, just anyway. like, yeah, bring your child to work day. So maybe that's not Nepo baby. Well, I don't know if it's a Nepo baby. I think it's a lucky baby. Like oh, Pax, because Pax was born in uh, Vietnam. Yes. Right? Yeah. November 29 is the date. And Pax was an orphan that mm-hmm. Angelina adopted. Angelina and Brad adopted at the time, I believe. Yes, yeah. yes, hence the hyphen pit. Yeah. So Pax's mother, biological mother, was a heroin addict oh, who ran God. away when he – so Pax was diagnosed with a liver problem at two days old. Right. And ended up in the orphanage. Yes. And they were looking for a home for him. And at around that time, Angelina had requested a healthy young boy. Now, that's is that that's controversial in and of itself, particularly mm. with the subject matter of the podcast that we're doing now. Yes. Because a lot of orphans... At the time were HIV positive. Right. Yes. yes. But having said that, I mean, all anybody wants, regardless of whether they're adopting or not, is a healthy child. I mean, I I feel like 
with celebrities sometimes when they do do something like this, which is a good thing. They're giving this child mm. a better life, right? Mm. It's like the tabloids are looking, they're muckraking, they're looking yeah. for an excuse to turn around and go, well, they obviously went shopping for a healthy one. They wouldn't have bought a sick one. And it's like, well, isn't that all anyone who ever wants a child wants in life? Is a healthy child, like regardless of and and so what? Like Pax was healthy at the time of adoption, but maybe they went, they would have gone through the same shit that any other parent would have mm. gone through, mm. even if they had a healthy baby straight out the gate, where there would have been complications because everything is complicated with children. So I feel like that's a little unfair. Mm. And then in March two thousand and seven was officially adopted, declared a jolly pit and given the name Pax Thine, which means peaceful sky, mm-hmm. younger brother to Maddox and older brother to Zahara, Shiloh, Knox and Vivian. God, that's like a – imagine that instead of the yeah. Waltons. Good night, Maddox. Good night, Shiloh. <laughs> Good night, Zahara. <laughs> Good night, Knox. Good night, Vivian. <laughs> Because she, that, her and Brad adopted children from many different countries. I think. Is well, it, that's what she was saying in the grab. Vivian, too. Vivian is the only birth child. Is she? I think. Really, it was Vivian the only birth child. I, I don't think even know. I, I, I don't. Don't even quote know. me on that. I won't. I won't quote you on that. But like no. the quote from Angelina said, like they got to learn a lot about where they were from and a lot about each other. Mm, it's kind I of, think she would be a great mum, just quietly. Well, she certainly. I really like her. Yeah, she's and she's done so much as the UN ambassador. She's come a long way from dating Billy Bob Thornton and oh, storing their blood in necklaces and yes. stuff like that. I'm Very glad that she's time. matured past that. Mm. Yes, but like that is uh, an interesting one in that I, I can't believe they grow up so fast. I can't believe Pax is already twenty. Right? Yes, I know. Yes, and that's crazy. The end of the show. I feel so old. We need to pax it in. <laughs> we it's do time. because we're old. Yes. We need to have we a need nap. To have a nap, a little sleep, oh, and a geez. rest. Yes. There's been a lot of controversial, interesting things happening it has. this week. Mm. Uh, any ideas about what's happening next week? No f-ing idea. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, 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 look, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for Surprise Bush. And it's Thanksgiving, so gobble, gobble, gobble. We'll see you next week. Thanks for taking the time to rewind. Join us next time for another week that was 20 years ago. In the meantime, come and reminisce on the socials. Search for T-20 Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.